You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, the 1st of March, 2019. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us as usual this fine Friday morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Uh, not such a great week for us, but uh, still the first two months of the year were pretty rewarding for most investors, so... Still lots to talk about. Yeah, that's right. We are now flat on the year in silver. We're still up about $20 or so in gold. So I guess that's still better than than the opposite. Uh, before we get rolling, uh, there is some news out in the, uh, in the bullion coin arena, and this is something people always look forward to. And we have this now at Sprott Money. We've got the seventh release of what is always a very popular series called the Queen's Beasts. That comes from the Royal Mint. This latest one is called the Yale of Beaufort. Anybody ever called you that, Eric? The Yale of Beaufort. Uh, sounds like an interesting no, Not to my face. Not to your face. Not to my face so far. <laughs> Maybe behind your back. Uh, all right. The, this comes in a one-ounce gold and a two-ounce silver coin. Of course, they are available at Sprott Money. Uh, and if you're, when you're there, you ought to listen to the Ask the Experts segment we posted earlier this week with Chris Howard from the Royal Mint. Uh, where he discusses latest trends in the industry. It's pretty interesting, and he's a nice dude. I got a chance to talk to him and, and do that interview, so I'd encourage everybody to listen to it. Uh, Eric, it has been a, a no-fun week. We are right, hopefully, toward the end, rather than in the middle, hopefully toward the end of our first uh, spec wash and rinse of 2019. Mm-hmm. This is typical for bull markets. You go three steps forward and two steps back. I would imagine you've got some thoughts on this current two steps back part of the pattern. Sure. Well, we seem to have some resolution, don't we, that uh, the uh, commercials were getting quite short up in the uh, 1330 area. Here we are down at uh, 1305 as we speak, and undoubtedly there might be some covering going on. But the thing I found most interesting is how all of a sudden on the financial network, the narrative has changed. And the narrative, uh, in the words of uh, the GATA folks, always follows performance. And the narrative now is, oh, yields are going up, stocks are going up. We must have some kind of economic recovery going on. And Goldman Sachs came out at a midweek and said, well, we're seeing the initial green shoots of a turnaround worldwide. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, the need to have gold has, has diminished. I would uh, suggest that the reason we've had this turn, uh, which we have in the markets for sure, is because the People's Bank of China instructed their banks to lend 30% more to small businesses this month. This I think month. January in that case, okay, January. They lent 685 billion U.S., okay? 685 uh, in a $12 trillion economy. Well, you know, 685 a month would be 8.4 billion a year in a 12, sorry, 12 trillion a year. In a, in, uh, sorry, $8.4 trillion a year in a $12 trillion economy. Well, well, that'll get things going. And, of course, the Chinese stocks have really rocketed here um, between the money injection and the increased weighting of Chinese stocks in the Morgan Stanley Index, I think by a factor from 5% to 20%, stocks have gone up there. However, I mean, when you look at the data, uh, for the most part, the PMIs have been weak in China. Uh, retail sales have been weak. The car sales, for sure, have been weak. 
Uh, we continue to show weakness here in uh, North America in terms of housing, factory orders, uh, PMIs, uh, and now we have rates rising. Now, they haven't risen much yet. They're up 16 beeps on the 10-year. Uh, but I would imagine that this uh, market slash economy uh, can't take too much more of that because we're already in decline in anything that's interest rate related. So uh, that better not carry on too much further. So uh, certain people have suggested the narrative changing and there's no need to own gold. And we'll just leave that at that. Yeah, and it came at a handy time, didn't it? Up at uh, gold was pushing 1350 Midweek last week, when uh, the Fed minutes came out for their meeting in January, where they paused interest rates and started talking about, you know, pausing their balance sheet reduction and all that kind of stuff. Nothing changed, but yet suddenly uh, the momentum certainly changed. And as you said, the, the economic data is terrible. Even again this morning, I'd encourage everybody to look at the personal spending and personal income data. It's just awful. But yet here we are, and it, it does feel like a, uh, a spec wash, doesn't it? The first one of the year. Of course, we wouldn't know because the commitment of treasury reports st- still aren't up to date. They're about two months behind, <laughs> but they're finally getting caught up. So we'll maybe figure that out eventually. But it does kind of feel like just your usual three steps forward and two steps back, doesn't it? Yeah. And, of course, they always arrange for their narrative to change, too. That's how they get yeah. gold to go down. You know, introduce this, oh, we got a strong economy worldwide, you know, therefore everyone has to sell gold. Meanwhile, they'll be covering it because they're the ones told their reporters to change the narrative. So we've seen it all before. Now, the shares have held in there pretty well. Uh, even yesterday, with gold going down and silver going down, I think the Huey index was was barely down at all. Now, we'll see what happens today. But the shares are holding in there okay. There seems to be, again, a, a continued increase of interest in the sector, driven in part by these these mergers, whether they're friendly or unfriendly mergers, um, that's probably any kind of, like they always say, Eric, any kind of, uh, even bad publicity is good publicity or any kind of publicity is good. Um, eyes on the sector would seem to be helping, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Well, I think the most interesting thing, and I'm not sure the time period I want to use here, but if I started off in the beginning of 16, I think it is, the gold stocks have outperformed the S&P. Uh, and, and luckily... You know, even though uh, the average analyst investor won't get it, the computers see it. Uh, and I find it very interesting, by the way, there's a publication uh, in comes out of Los Angeles called Investors Business Daily. And uh, when I was a broker, I used to subscribe to it because I would always be fascinated by, you know, what appeared to be the, the top 50 growing companies, which they made this list, and it ranked every stock. And uh, this last week, the number one rated stock was Kirkland Lake Gold. And I don't know that there's ever been a gold stock that would be rated number one because you have to have a whole bunch of things happening. Your earnings have to be going up. Your revenues have to be going up. Your stock has to be going up. You have to look like the most appealing stock in the world versus every other stock. And I, I just find it interesting that, uh, that that could make that list um, – and, and, so the, and, and again, it's computer-driven, okay? It's not some guy, uh, pencil of paper, and thinking about where, where is a company going. It's the computer's driving it. And I think that as these stocks move up and they have outperformed the S&P, that we're going to continue to see more and more um, participation by retail and institutional investors. And, and you didn't approve a, a name change to Kirkland Lake Blockchain or anything like that? <laughs> 
No, or uh, weed, Kirkland Lake weed. Yeah, Kirkland Lake cannabis. Okay, just <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I, I saw that as well. And again, anything that draws attention to the sector and the relative outperformance uh, as of late uh, is certainly good news. Uh, and there are, you mentioned Kirkland Lake, great week there. There's other uh, things that we've discussed, other sectors around the world that we've discussed. The Pilbara had some good news this week. Uh, anything else that has caught your eye in the in the share area? Uh, well, first of all, there's a couple of things on uh, a gold and silver that we should probably talk about. One was when the U.S. Mint earlier this week announced that they had run out of uh, 2018 and 2019 supplies of silver coins. Uh, this seems to happen when uh, just when things start getting interesting. Uh, along comes the mint, and, and I think they only sold about two or three million ounces in uh, February, and yet they ran out quickly. So it helps the supply-demand thing for silver. Uh, Comex, uh, not really much to talk about there. I mean, there's pretty good nominations for gold in uh, February, uh, March. Um, I think it was like. 39 tons or so, and there's like 20 tons in inventory. But as you know, things just seem to evaporate in the COMEX. You know? yeah. You'd think there's way more demand and supply, and poof, it just somehow disappears up into the, the nether. Uh, now, in, on the stock front, oh, a couple other things on the, uh, the gold front. We saw that Uzbekistan, Central Bank of Uzbekistan announced they're going to, for the next four or five years, buy gold. And I the number, I thought it was something like 400 tons, which would be a rather large amount of gold, and included something like 60 tons this year. So that's a real good start. Yep. Romania, Central Bank of Romania, or the government, I'm not sure which, but uh, has suggested they should bring their gold back into the country. Well, that's always kind of dramatic because theoretically it's held in London. And a lot of times when people ask for the gold back from London, it's a slow process so we'll see what happens there uh, i know you gave an interview uh to uh, bill murphy on uh, palladium uh and i think there's another interview you've done with dave jensen on palladium and again it's showing the signs of this shortage that we talked about and the, the prices acted well uh just a couple other comments on stocks uh, I've mentioned, I think, Walbridge Mining here before. They came out with an interesting release showing that the bulk sample would have something like twenty-two to 26,000 ounces, um, which would bring about 45 million Canadians if it was at the 26,000 size. They've had uh, good drilling results in the meantime. It's a stock that I've uh, continued to buy here. I think it looks kind of interesting. Uh, great high grades in the Abitibi region of Quebec. Uh, so that's interesting. And another one that's in the Abitibi region, a little company called Amex Exploration, they announced a hole that was, uh, I think it was 0.85 a meter that was, I think, 583 grams, something like that. And they also announced that, uh, and I find this interesting, these companies that announced that, yes, we have drilled three other holes. We don't have the assay, uh, but P.S., we've, we have visible gold. <laughs> and, of course, any time you can see gold, normally the assay is uh, is reasonably robust, so that uh, that kind of looks interesting. And and those stocks have uh, they've acted well here. I'm uh, kind of hopeful that we could get some serious discoveries and uh, have some investors make some money. Yeah. 
Well, all right, my friend. Uh, as we turn to the calendar, it is the 1st of March. Next Friday will be the employment number in the U.S., so Lord knows what that's going to show us. And then we'll begin to focus on the March FOMC meeting that's coming up. It'll be uh, two weeks from next week, so we're you know, 16, 17 days away from that. I think that's all going to dominate the headlines in the days and weeks ahead. Hopefully we can navigate it through successfully, and uh, with your help, we're certainly getting there, so thank you. Sure. Well, let's see what the, as you point out, I mean, the personal income data, I mean, it's fine to say there's a turnaround, but if there's no evidence of it, uh, the narrative's not going to last too long, so we'll stand by on that one. That's right. And one last thing before we go, we do have a special offer for our storage clients here at Sprott Money. Again, you buy this stuff. If you don't keep it yourself, you've got to keep it somewhere safe, somewhere that you can trust. And Sprott Money is certainly that. Uh, all of our valued customers that are storage clients have a great offer where they can pick up some metal at wholesale prices for a limited time. You can also take advantage of this offer if you just want to become a storage client. So call us up at 888-861-0775 for more details. Conditions apply, but Boy, what do you have to lose? Give us a call and uh, see if that's something that would uh, benefit you. Eric, my friend, uh, yeah, we'll see where we are by next week. We'll certainly have a lot to talk about again next Friday. But until then, I'll wish you a happy weekend. All the best to you, too, and uh, looking forward to another interesting week. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.